1: Host Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co host. Today's topic aging, young or old. Are we all aging gracefully or not? Let's do it well. The two sides of aging loss and freedom. To become a teen and you have more responsibilities, maybe you resent them, or relish your new responsibilities, like having a car. At the age of 40, all of a sudden, you're middle aged and you regret the loss of physical strength or beauty, or you're relieved that you don't have to prove so much anymore to prove that you're macho or that you look perfect. Become 70 and hate being hard of hearing, or rejoice that you can pretend deafness and just tune out what you don't want to hear. I can relate to that one. I just turned 70 myself. If we can regret or embrace the changes of age, which are you choosing and why? Don't let anyone tell you aging is all wonderful. Each age carries its challenges but each also brings the possibility of maturity, relaxation, and a greater connection to ourselves. Let's cultivate the skill of embracing our aging at any age. So call and share your story. Ask questions and let host Beth Green help you laugh to enlightenment. And join the post-show Inside Out discussion forum that takes place two days after the show, via phone, or online anytime. Let's take on aging together. Rumor has it that Madame Mazurka, one of the best personas, may join us today. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out.
2: Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to welcome you to our show. First, I want to tell you that our last week's program on ambition, friend or foe, had a lot of impact on a lot of people. People have been talking about it, and uh, I love that. And just to be clear, because I think... It was a complicated topic and it kind of wound out. Just to be very clear, I, what I came to, what I was really trying to demonstrate is that ambition is always a bad thing because it's connected to ego. That when we have a, de- a desire to self-realize, that means that, oh, we're coming from the inside out. We're becoming who we already are. And that is self-realization versus ambition which is some idea we have in our head about who we should be and that's always associated with the ego. So uh, listen to that show again if you need to or listen to it for the first time because uh, it could be a life changer as you take a look at whether you're being driven by ambition or you're really allowing yourself to become self-realized. And today we have this somewhat hideous topic that we're going to talk about, which is aging. Now, uh, when I said we're all aging, whatever age we're at, we're aging. I mean, it's true. When you think about, well, what is aging? I mean, it means you're getting older. Okay, so when you're one day old and then you're two days old, my God, you've doubled in age in one day. Or if you're 95 and you're going on 95 in one day, that one day is not that big of a deal. But you see what I'm saying. I mean, we have a tendency to use the word aging as though it only applied to the old. And of course, that would be someone other than ourselves. Some, whatever age we are, it's some some other age is aging. They'll say, oh, we're in an aging population. We've always been in an aging population. <laughs> we're all aging. But And so there is something really that is in common about all stages of aging. When we're little kids, our aging means that we get to become more mature, hopefully, and we get to have more freedom. But see, we get more freedom all along the way in some ways, but we lose freedom in other ways. So let's say you're a kid and suddenly you're getting a little older. Well, you gain the freedom because now you may be able to decide what you eat for lunch or if you become a... Teenager, you have uh, more um, control over what you take in school, if you're in high school versus, you know, in kindergarten. Um, So we develop some freedoms. But at the same time, we lose some freedoms, the freedom to play around or not work all the time or not take responsibility for things. But it always has to do with what we're ready for. If we are embracing what we are ready for – then taking on those responsibilities doesn't feel like a negative thing. It feels like a liberation. When I was growing up, I just couldn't wait for my next birthday because I always wanted to be older. I wanted to be one step closer to college and I wanted to be one step closer to graduate school or to working or earning a living and being able to have more control over my life or um to be connected to a larger world, it was so exciting to me. I didn't want to be told by my mother, put your shoes on, eat this, do that. That was never my personality. So for me, the responsibilities of aging were marvelous. And I also have to look at, well, is that true for me today? Well, I should not divulge my age, but I am 69. And I have a lot of signs of, quote, aging and the way people think about aging. Um, And in fact, for the last almost three weeks, I've been uh, kind of knocked out by a, a fall. I had a fall almost three weeks ago. And I have a fracture in my vertebrae, which is not unusual for women of my, quote, age. Of course, I had one of these when I was a lot younger. So this is one of the great benefits of aging is you get osteoporosis, some of us, and uh, we're more breakable. So I'm lying here in my bed talking to you is that you would never have known it if I hadn't told you. But now I'm telling you that I'm in my bed talking to you with my headset on. However...
1: You're being inside out with us, Beth. That's I what
2: am. What can I tell you? I'm just that kind of a girl. But then, you know, are there any benefits of aging at my age? You darn tootin'. See, I have always been kind of a a free spirit, do what I want. I don't give a darn how I look, whatever it is. You know, I just do what I feel is right. When I say do what I want, I don't mean that in a flippant way. I really want to do what I feel is the right thing and fight for the right thing. But, as what I've noticed about people is that most people did not do that when they were young. They were so focused on, oh, my God, how do I look? And did this one like me? But I had some of that, too, you know. I, when if I just look at one level of it, I could say, well, I was always very independent-minded. But on the other hand, I cared a lot about saving the world. And that meant I had to worry about whether or not people were responding to what I was saying. And whether I was right or wrong, by the way, is not the point. The point is I was trying. And so there it was. Um, I had to be concerned about whether or not people were listening to me, reading my books, uh, accepting what I offered them in a counseling session. So as I see other people, quote, quote aging, reaching older ages and caring less and less about how they look physically and Dropping some of their ambition and I can get back to that in a minute. What I also find is that even in myself, I'm taking on more and more of the freedom that becomes available as we mature and we come to understand ourselves at a deeper level. And so the marvel is that we can, at least I have been able to, as at any age, embrace new levels of self understanding And therefore, new levels of self-realization. And all of that has given me more and more freedom. So right now, even though I am stuck in bed for God knows how long, and I'll probably be broadcasting it again from bed next week unless I'm well enough to sit up in my chair, um, I would say, hey, while that is true and I've lost some of my freedom, I've gained another freedom because I'm caring less and less about saving the world, believe it or not. And um, I still care about helping. I still care about connecting to you all. I still care about offering what I have. But I don't care as much about whether or not it's working, you're getting it, you like what I have to say, or you're going to listen to me. And how do you like that? So, I would like everybody out there to be thinking about their age. You could be a kid, a teen, a 30 year old, you could be 95. Think about where you are in your life and see if you are not connecting more deeply to yourself and taking on that freedom and really taking advantage. Of age. So, James, would you hand out that phone number?
1: Sure. Uh, Please call us at uh, 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or you can email us at
2: beth at (sighs) bethgreen.org. So, Madam Mazurka has threatened to show up today. So, let's bring her on. Ah. Madam Mazurka, are you there? Calling Madam Mazurka. For those of you who have never met Madam Mazurka, she looks just like me with a scarf on. Uh, Madam Mazurka, can you hear us? Can you hear us? Darling, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to help. So, Mera Zerka, uh, can you tell me why you decided that you want to come onto the show today? Well, darling, it's really very simple. Since I'm dead very long time, I bet you that I am the oldest person in the place. Well, uh, I think that's probably true. What do you think, uh, James? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. So I mean, actually, I can't say that that's true. How do we know that there aren't other dead people listening uh, to Inside Out? Do you think? Do you think you have cornered the market on listening to Outside Inside Out? All right. Is there? uh, Who is it? Methuselah.
1: Methuselah. I was just thinking of him.
2: Methuselah, are you there? Nah, I'm too tired. I'm napping. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, I
2: guess Methuselah is not going to be on our show today. But, Metis Mazurka, what what would you like to say to us? Do you have a word of wisdom? Well, I always have a word of wisdom. But the, the first thing I want to tell you is that the good thing about being dead is that you stop aging. Ooh. Ooh, now think about that. that but but Metis. Does that sound cool? But I thought we were talking about all the freedom that comes from aging. Yes, but darling, but there's nothing like the freedom of being dead. <laughs> you can eat what you want. You don't have to worry about getting fat. You, you, you're not worrying. Uh, well, you could worry about your reputation, but uh, I mean, there, who cares? This, this is a long a long way from the earth. It's, uh, it's very different. So, um, uh, James, would you like to ask Madame M a question about aging?
1: Uh, yes. Oh, well, how about when you were on Earth uh, and you had to deal with issues of aging? Can you share with us uh, some of your perspectives?
2: Oh, yes. I was a complete fool. <laughs> <laughs> you see, at that time, darling, I was very dependent on the men. And um I thought they were wonderful, and then I uh, also they had all the money. And so that uh, was very important. So when you think that men are uh, the beginning at the end of reality, you are going to worry a lot about what's going to appeal to them. So what is going to appeal to a man? Well, a lot of that is the looks. I hate to 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 say this, but it's true, everybody knows that that the men are still very, very impacted. Uh, by how things, uh, how the women look. So that means that the woman has to organize herself around the way the man thinks that she looks. So, and so I did that a lot for a many, many, many years. And and then one day I woke up and I said, is it voided? Is it really void All of this foolishness and all the time that I am spending look worrying about how I look. Could I spend the same amount of time and uh earning a living in another way. Well, well, that's a very uh, uh, profound question, madam, ma'am. Uh So what did you decide? Well, you see, this was a different time. So actually, there wasn't very much. You either had to have a rich father or you had to have a rich man or you had to know how to turn your looks into another way of uh of earning the money, you understand. You didn't have to be married, but there other ways. And there are occasionally, now for instance, I was at times, I will, I will I admit this to you. I don't normally talk about my life, darling, but I was a fortune teller. And they, I, that was a way that I was able to gain the money. But I'm going to tell you something, which you may not have thought of. And I got the money of many of my uh, people who came to me were the women, but where did they get the money from? So one thing I will say about the aging of the society is that the aging of society has meant that there's more and more people have more and more ways to to find ways of earning money. So you see, because it's not only individuals that age, so the maturity of the societies that you live in very often will open up the opportunities for people to find other ways to earn the living. Of, Of course, I could have been a farmer, but that was not in my... My nature, you say, or my skill set or whatever James, would you like to follow up
1: well, certainly I, I think of uh somebody like Marilyn monroe who whose uh glamour depended on her looks, right, and when she approached forty, she couldn't handle it, and she committed suicide, ostensibly
2: well, we don't really know that, darling, that I have not spoken to to Marilyn lately.
3: Uh-huh.
2: I think that very what uh, you're talking is very important because it is bringing up the whole fear of aging in the women, and this is uh, this is so important, you know, that the women are worried that they're going, not going to make a, <coughs> a living or hold on to the men. But you see, there's other problems for the men too. They are afraid, you know. This is very survival oriented. This part that we're talking. About the negative side, of what we perceive as the negative side is all about survival. So for us, you see, it was always about look beautiful, get rich men, uh, or have rich father so that he could buy you a husband, you see. So, uh, but uh, for the men also, you see, the men were very afraid as well because they had to defend themselves. If it wasn't the tiger, you know, there was other men. And so a man, as he began to age, had to pretend um, that he was still as powerful as he was before. That at the same time, he had his little ego to prove that he was as virile as he was before. And of course, he wasn't. And so that you see, as the men age, they sometimes they became more and more, and still do, become more and more ridiculous about how they have to prove their power because they're losing something that they inherited. You see, in uh, from just the being human, which is that the, the um, all the people forever have associated strength. The men associated strength with survival. And so you see in the men that they are creating other ways to feel powerful. But it's all about the same thing. How am I going to survive? So it's really no better for the men. Well, thank you for that insight. And um, we would love to hear from you guys about your aging process. But in the meantime, we are going to break for a commercial. (music)
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
4: Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
4: You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth.com. At bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out.
2: Well, we do have a caller, but before we bring her on, I'd like to make some comments regarding what Madam Mazurka was saying, because I'd love to compare. Aging in the 21st century with whatever century Madame Mazurka was talking about. And I would say that what she is saying still applies in many ways. But what she said about different ways of being powerful because it's all survival. We have, of course, we have a fear of aging because it brings us closer to death. We have a fear of aging, obviously, because it makes us physically weak. And that could create pain and stop us from having fun and having a good time. But it also stops us. It's really no different whether it's uh, the guy is hunting the saber-toothed tiger or the woman is trying to get a man or try to, you know, uh, survive childbirth. That with aging, we are still constantly in survival mode. And in fact, it is worse today because we get older. We're living longer. So it's more difficult as an older person to get a job. It's more difficult to hang on to a job if you have age-related illnesses. Uh, it's not just women uh trying to attract a guy, you know, that it's hard for us to make a living in whatever way we can. Uh, we become cognitively impaired, we become physically disabled. And frankly, uh, it's hard to uh remember how we can stay connected to ourselves and feel like we're really evolving. When our uh, survival is at stake, and for some of us, that means something uh, as dramatic as Alzheimer's or um, it's as dramatic as going into nursing homes, and then we feel like we are expendable. In some ways, that is no different. When we are young, our aging process seems fabulous because we're gaining the power to take care of ourselves. And then we go through this period where we start losing that power of taking care of ourselves. And yet I still maintain that there are levels of well-being and freedom that we have to be able to get from the aging process because we're going to age anyway. So with that, I'd like to introduce you to our first caller. Uh, It is Irene from San Diego. Hi, Irene. Welcome to Inside Out. Hi, Beth and James. Um
5: this has been really interesting for me to look back. First of all, I'm, uh, I'm 76. In a couple of weeks, I'll be 77. And, uh, I think I have always been in denial about aging. I've had that little kid energy of, ooh, I'm, you know, a year older. And, uh, until I, I really hit um the the fact you know it's okay if your your legs are tired it's okay if your stomach gets upset more easily, but I never really took seriously the that your brain is aging too,
2: mm-hmm. and
5: uh I can even hear it in my voice, your vocal cords are aging too mm-hmm. uh and sometimes it's even hard to swallow. Uh, you know, you start coughing when you never did before. So, the physical um, loss, uh, particularly of brain functioning, right now for me, is the thing that throws me into panic. Yes. Um, and the other things—it's interesting—that's balanced in a way by the fact that uh I the things that I have lived through I've had many serious illnesses and I've uh uh had marriages and and uh my son went to war you develop a kind of resiliency uh that doesn't make things so um because you know what you know what, the advantage of having been through very difficult things is you know you recover. But yes. this brain stuff, uh, has really thrown me out of denial. I know I'm not gonna, I, I can, I can, uh, try to accommodate it and so forth, but I know it's just going to get worse. Mm. And so I get this kind of panic because it feels like I can't count on myself, and I've had the fantasy that I have counted on myself, but of course I never have. I've always counted on all kinds of people to mm. to be alive, you know.
2: Yes. Well, I hear the pain. In fact, I don't know if you noticed, Irene, but uh, early in your uh, you know your comments, you were talking and you were saying "I this" and "I that," and then you started talking about uh, aging and really recognizing it. And I think at this point you started saying, and you cough and you start losing oh, brain function. Oh, you switched into the you. Yeah. You, came, you <laughs> came back to the I. But it was yeah. in that transitional moment that I could feel, you know, that you're acknowledging the pain. And this is inside out. We're not going to pretend. See, I'm not going to pretend that it's all fun and games. But I would like you uh, to ask yourself, is there something about aging at 70, almost 7, that you can say is bringing you closer to yourself than before? Oh, totally. And so, totally. I, you know, we're not going to pretend. But I think right. it's important. You know, some of the people who are listening to this show, probably a lot of people d- don't even want to listen to it. They'll say, oh, this does not apply to me. I'm right. only 30. I don't know why I should even listen to this show. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, hey, guys, you go from 30 to 30 uh, years in one day. You have just aged. And your life is going to change at every stage. I don't care what your age. Aging, that process really changes your life. Because it brings you into different aspects and different moments, uh, phases, I'd say, of your evolution. But, but to for someone who is younger to hear from those of us who are older that there is something that can be gained because we are so aware of the loss, I think is extremely important and it's a service to everybody. Absolutely. So he- and
5: uh, well, I think it's it's it, it, captures both sides of it I saw a license plate the other day that just cracked me up I'd love to get it and it said you know the thing around it the frame said I'm old and I'm slow go around (laughs) (laughs) and it it represents that you are you you stop trying to pretend you are something that you aren't
2: Exactly.
5: That, uh, at least I I have moved further along in in the freedom not to pretend.
2: Exactly. Let's go back to what, what you know the radio show of last week about ambition. The whole point yeah. about ambition was is that yeah. it's an ambition if it isn't natural for who you are. Uh, if yes. the rabbit wants to be a tree, I think this is what the example that I used. Then that's an ambition. That rabbit will never evolve into being a tree, but what mm-hmm. can that rabbit evolve into is a more evolved rabbit. But it'll never become a tree, and that's ambition. It's like it's t- taking you outside of who you are. So I think that this this is the freedom when we get to the point that we c- do not have the energy anymore. <laughs> to pretend uh, yeah. people have strokes uh, and can no longer make sure that their hair is in perfect order <laughs> and if there is nothing more uh, that gets you more over yourself uh, than lying in bed yeah. and needing a bedpan but what what are you <laughs> going to do are you going to worry about whether your nightgown is, is uh mm-hmm. Wrinkled. <laughs> Wrinkled, yeah. Or or is it or it's straight or it's whatever. I mean, you're desperate. You've gotta have that bedpan. And I, I unfortunately some people never take that step of embracing their aging. Or they wait so long to accept yeah. it that they're in torment all the time until they get to that point. And that is yeah. so unnecessary. But coming back to Madam Mazurka's point, I think Madam Mazurka was trying to put this all in a context that it, that it's in us, in our DNA, to, to think about aging from a survival perspective. And so, if you feel like your survival is based on your looks or your strength or your mental mm-hmm. competence, then you're mm-hmm. going to be very, very mm-hmm. desperate when you start losing it. Let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about cognitive impairment. People have it. People have it at all ages. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you one thing mm-hmm. that I've noticed, and this is not scientific, but this is just an observation. I have noticed that many of the people who who are showing signs of cognitive impairment as they are aging, always had some anyway. Mm-hmm. They were either slow or they didn't think clearly or they uh, had lapses of memory or of judgment or whatever. I'm, again, I'm not saying this is true of everybody because I'm not in a position to make a statement like that. I'm just noticing an observation that i've made of people that i know uh who are more cognitively impaired than i am uh so i'm observing them uh instead of them observing me but what i notice is that they had these you know m- maybe you were spacey before uh maybe oh, you didn't girl. think clearly mm-hmm. before maybe mm-hmm. uh like we uh, i know a woman who is uh you know, loses things. Well, she always lost things, mm-hmm. but it's it's mm-hmm. much more uh, pronounced than it was before. But it was always there. Now, I'm going to acknowledge my own cognitive impairment when I, um, especially when I'm tired, and
0: mm-hmm. I have chronic fatigue. Yeah.
2: My brain just goes away, or especially around certain things. But when I look at the things that it tends to go away around mechanical things uh numbers uh it's mostly mechanical things i notice was i ever that mechanical <laughs> and and where i'm uh, where i am strong again i'm not trying to make a scientific i'm just making an observation and if anybody mm-hmm. else out there has an observation to make around this i would love to would love you to call in love to hear from you um I would say that uh, areas of my strength, which is understanding people and delving into the psyche and being intuitive, I haven't lost that yet. I'm not yeah. saying I won't, yeah. but I'm yeah. saying I haven't. And so, um, there is a lot of denial and cover up that we have all experienced. Now, maybe you had perfect skin all your life. I actually had. <laughs> really, really clear baby kind of skin until I was 45, and boing, it was gone like overnight. So, there are mm. things I don't know how to happen, but I mean, there are things like that. But I never really cared much about that kind of thing. But, uh, my I was weak physically then, I'm um, weak physically now. Is I know there are people who were strapping before, but are nose longest strapping, but. Uh, people may have had weaknesses that they weren't even aware of. Maybe you had a weak heart, but you didn't know it until you were 68. So uh, what I'm asking people to look at in this section is take a look at the things that you are losing with age and ask yourself whether you have been driven your whole life to cover up those weaknesses. And if you have... Can you embrace the fact that you don't have the capacity or the energy to cover it up anymore? And that what that does is free your energy to develop yourself. Does either Irene or James have a comment on that?
1: I'd like to comment on that. Um, Of course, I've I've engaged in a lot of pretense and cover up uh, virtually my entire adult life, perhaps my entire life. But particularly as I think about my career in the legal arena, uh, there was such a premium on having the answer, being right, being smart, uh, that every single one of us who were practicing as attorneys, and that's a good word, practicing, because none of us ever got <laughs> it completely. <laughs> got it right. Yeah. Uh, every single one of us was highly invested. In being seen as smart, one that had the right answer, and the other person had the the other side of the case had the wrong answer, and uh, it it was so much denial and so much pretense. Uh, It was just amazing, and it was an occupational hazard not to be that way. Yes. Then there were exceptions like Gandhi, who would just argue for for a higher outcome for the highest good of all, and then his clients would be upset with him (laughs) because he was he was an attorney, but uh, he. uh, you applied that to higher pursuits. So that there's such, there's such a premium on, gee, my survival depends on looking smart, being smart, and I'm going to hide the fact that I have this weakness and that weakness and that weakness. Because I've had cognitive impairments. I can look all the way back to kindergarten and notice that I was slow in finishing assignments. So I had to cover that up by working harder mm-hmm. and not admitting that I was slower than, than the average probably. By uh, working so hard that I'd make good grades and people would think I was smart. And then going to a school where they used to say, oh, you went to Rice, you must be smart. And so I'd go to that school so people would know that I was – at least they'd think I was smart. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. So how how does this connect up to the aging?
1: Well, actually, uh, with age –
2: are you finding the, the that brain, the, same, the brain yeah.
1: uh, the, the brain doesn't fire as well as it, as it once did? Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I'm in my early seventies, um, and so there's that there's there's having to come to terms with, gee, maybe I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Gee, uh, so what's going would, on here? Yeah, yeah.
2: So, James, are you saying that you do recognize that so many of the problems that you're having in this time of your age is just a more uh, Um, acute manifestation of what you've had before?
1: I would say so. I've always had a a certain measure of dysfunction, disorganization, uh, inattentiveness, which in turn would result in uh, uh, not remembering things that other people said, (laughs) stuff like that.
2: Yeah. So Uh, I I I see this too. I see this too. And I also have seen – now this is a little bit on the personality level – uh, I, I have no idea if this is right or not, but this is the thought that am crossing my mind. Some people, as they age, just become crankier. Have you noticed that? But maybe they were always cranky, but uh, they covered it up.
1: Well, so, I, think, I think that I got angrier and angrier as I got older and older because uh, life got harder and harder.
2: Oh, yes, and it got harder and harder to cover up.
1: And, and that movie, Angry Old Men, and then uh, the, the follow-up movie, Angrier Old Men, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I kept uh, talking with the counselor, kept saying, you're, you're getting to be like one of those angry old men. And so <laughs> I've had to come to terms with that and be less angry as and, and less self-justifying. Uh,
2: so what we're looking at is for some of us, at least, some of the problems that we've had uh, with our aging is that we aren't able to cover up our deficiencies as well plus they yes. become more acute and can we locate something in ourselves that is so much more valuable that we can see its value as we lose the thing that we've been clinging to because if we put these pieces together we see on the one hand that that so much of whether it's physical strength mental strength beauty beauty talent, being able to play the piano, whatever it is, that that has been so much associated with our survival, even financial survival, material survival, or emotional survival. And we add to that that we've always had weaknesses in us um, – That we have put a lot of energy into covering up. We come to a point in our lives when we can't cover them up and they're becoming more acute. And we have not been cultivating those other parts of ourselves. So I would say I'd like you, you guys in the audience who are not speaking, but we'd love to have someone else call in and share their story about this. But I would like you to realize that at whatever age you are, you need to start thinking now about the qualities in yourself that you could be cultivated other than the ones mm-hmm. that you have as associated with survival and that have been so important to you. But uh, elements of yourself that are more real and probably will last longer. And with that thought, we're going to go to commercial break.
0: Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
4: Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living With Reality, a 688 page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world but there's more learn about beth's four other books both fiction and non-fiction check out her gorgeous music which is heartfelt and mystical become acquainted with beth and james's programs for healing and training and discover their community the stream center for the new spirituality which welcomes you wherever you are in the world All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network.
4: tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out.
2: Hi, welcome back to Inside Out, and we are talking about aging. We all are aging, Uh, We could be five years old, age, you know, creeping on six, 30 going on 31, 49 going on 50, 79 going on 80, whatever. We are all aging. And uh, how do we deal with that with grace and get all the benefit from it? So first we started talking about the freedoms that we get when we age. And now we're really getting down to the nitty gritty of the fears that we have about our survival, and before we go through a process around this, uh, James said that there's something that he'd like to share.
1: Yeah, there's something I'd like to share of a very positive nature. Uh, From this perspective of my current age, I'm grateful that I made it this far, so I still have more time to uh, make changes in myself to where I'm truly wiser than I was before, And we can use this at any age, whether we're 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever, is that um, we can look back and see the mistakes we've made, the mistaken judgments we've made, the the wrong turns in the road that we've made, or or just the ways in which we've not been true to ourselves. And uh, it's great to be able to continually, each new day, we have a new opportunity to heal something in ourselves, to shift something in ourselves, and to become more our true nature. Because when I look back on when I was 20, I was clueless and just tried to do what uh, was expected. Then when I was 30, I, I got a little bit more of a glimmer of who I was and I let go of some of the, those other things. And when I was 60, uh, I, I, I celebrated with a group of friends and, and sang, I did it my way. And when I look back <laughs> at that now, I says, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Doing it my way was so ego-driven, you know? <laughs> What's so great about that? <laughs> and uh so I'm learning more and more to co-create with life uh, as well as uh be more and more in tune with my real nature by my, my self realization uh so hallelujah, each new day, each new era in our lives gives us more and more opportunity to learn and grow uh, and so i'm very very happy about that
2: I couldn't agree with you more james um i I think that people. It's very hard for us to see the value of these qualities, especially because we have been so brainwashed by, uh, you know, our society about what is valuable, you know, the youth culture. And I mean, the youth culture, my God, that's gone on forever. And I'm not saying, uh, that it's not terrific to be young. It's not, I mean, every age has its value. Uh, some people can go pole vaulting uh of course also people when they're young are tend to be stupid foolish and take too many risks and destroy themselves before it's uh they've had a chance to even live how many people feel like oh because they're young they can eat as much sugar as they want or they could drink or they could do drugs and it's all going to be okay uh well it it isn't so what you're saying uh, you know is so right that at any age we can start growing up and start valuing ourselves and i see we have a a caller, it's Carol from Escondido. Carol, welcome to Inside Out. Hello. Hi.
3: Hi. Well, I, I'm uh, familiar with this conversation. As um, I have aged, I am not quite the sharp gun that I used to be, but I think I'm wiser and um, kinder. Mmm. And um, I suffered about that when I would get you know, well. Recognize that you know when I was in college and medical school, I could uh, I could remember everything that was said better than taking notes. And mm-hmm. then when I started needing to take notes, uh, I you know I had has a whole other learning process.
2: Hmm.
3: And um, so that you know, and then there's always a little bit of disappointment in yourself when you see you can't do something you used to could do. Yes. Um, But then after you acknowledge that that's very similar to uh, other stages of growing, we just usually mark those good things like now I can read or, or, you know, now I can go to school by myself or, you know, now I can uh, choose what my future is going to be. It, theoretically, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those, at this point there's some license to just be with what is and let that let, uh, source tell us
2: what to do. Yes. Yes, there isn't as much belief in our own power that right. we had when we were younger and yet we never did have that power. I think that's
3: right. I think that we were sort of stupid, you know, yes. in that our, our ignorance and our arrogance were um, were ganging up on each other. And, and, and really, it, it, that's how, how many people kill themselves when they're young, either
2: intentionally or accidentally, you know? Uh, exactly. Exactly. I have free will, so I'll smoke cigarettes. Right. And uh, yet when we get older, we become less capable of squandering our bodies, less right. capable of squandering our mental powers. It forces us to think about what we have to think about. It forces us, as we lose energy, we have to stay focused. And we either do or we become nasty, uh, helpless, angry, and right. demanding. Uh, whereas, and that doesn't work <laughs> because no, then no. the help you need is not going to be forthcoming that 's right, unless you have enough money to pay people, and even then they 'll resent it
3: and then it 's still not a comfortable situation. You, you know, I, I think the the merge and the, the sharing of the energies and the gifts are partly between caregiver and 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 client or patient you know i 've seen it many, many times where the caregiver loves to go to the home of this person and help them because that person is so generous or in their spirit or in their uh, their storytelling or. You know, just the wealth of their past life is is valuable to people yes. out there. You know, so it's not like you lose everything. You, you gain some other kinds of capacities of being yes. with what is.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, and of course there are some unfortunates who lose all capacities. We're, we're not uh, going to deny that. But most of us, especially along the way, have not lost all of our capacities. And so the question becomes, what do we value about ourselves? What do we value in general? How can we cultivate what we value? And the, and how can we maintain that? If you can always be kind at any age, if we cultivate kindness, we don't have to lose that capacity, do we? No, and that's a good example.
3: My mother had significant dementia. She did live to be very old, uh, nearly 100. But what she had always had was a generosity of Mm. of her spirit and of herself. And she had um, a way of compensating for whatever she didn't know by humor. So her humor and her generosity made her a very pleasant person to be around, which made it wonderful for people to to help her.
2: That's remarkable, Carol, because... So many people as they age who have that kind of dementia become angry and frustrated. And either they can't because of the damage their brain or emotionally they can't. They can't yes. handle it. They haven't got the grace to accept the reality of where they are and they're not valuing who they still are and what they can still do. So they're not bringing it forward as though it had some value to offer to others. Right. Well, thank you so much for your call. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And call again. So I think that at this point, I'd like us um, to take that moment, unless we have another caller, which at moment we don't, to take that moment and look at ourselves and ask ourselves point blank, what do I value about myself? And then the question will follow And is that age related? Keep thinking. What do you value about yourself? Okay, have you guys got it? Have you got something? I've got, got, I've got, it, something. I've got have, something about okay. myself. All right, James.
1: I'll, I place a real high value on, the, on my buoyancy of spirit. That is, my ability to go into humor or to make light of situations, which is, isn't always the case, but it's often there, or sooner or later it'll show up. <laughs> and so uh, that's been with me all my life except certain periods when I took myself way too seriously. Way. Uh, way. <laughs> way. <Yes. laughs> and took life too seriously. Uh, but of course, as I see in Zen Buddhism, life's too serious to be taken seriously. And so I've learned something along, like, along that line uh, along the way. So that, that's my saving grace, I think.
2: And well, It's,
1: it's, it's, it's uh, not age-related.
2: Yeah, okay, perhaps. so can you cultivate that?
1: Definitely. I can cultivate going for the, seeing the humor in, in situations and, and making light and, and so on. Yeah, I do that sometimes.
2: That is very important. And now everybody else, ask yourself, am I sufficiently cultivating this quality? And I can hear it across the waves. Some of you may be saying yes, but the vast majority of you are saying no. No. I am cultivating qualities that are valued by society. I am cultivating qualities that can turn into income. I am cultivating qualities that will impress my mother. I am cultivating qualities that I have been taught to value rather than which have value in and of themselves. Let's do something about that, shall we? Yes. Okay, James, would you like to share what's coming up?
1: Yes, indeed. Our next edition of Inside Out will be, are we fiddling while California burns and Miami sinks? Why can't we do something about global warming? Fly over California and look at the parched earth. Go to Miami Beach and watch the waters rise. Why are we still arguing about global warming? Why are we still resisting making the big changes? And whose fault is it? Special interests? China? Politicians who are afraid to ask us or industry to change? Or is the problem us? All of us. We want the car that uses lots of gas because it's more comfortable. We don't want to pay more for green products. Very few of us are prepared to change our lives or demand change from industry. And fewer of us even know what to do. A couple of months ago climate scientist Dr. Grant Dean came on the show and shared his knowledge with us. Now that we've had more drought, more record breaking cold, more tornadoes, we're asking him back. So tune in to our show, email or call in live. Get involved by joining our after show phone or internet forum. You can see the link on the right at our host page. And let's talk. California's burning, so let's stop fiddling. Let's face the music together. And now, a final word from Beth.
2: Well, I'm very excited about our show coming up next week. Uh, Dr. Dean is a marvelous guy, and he's got a lot of knowledge, and he gave us a lot of knowledge last time, and I know that he has more. And uh, this is a very painful topic. It's painful for all of us. I mean, we're all sitting around wondering if our world isn't going to hell in a handbasket, and it seems like it already has. And we have to get out of denial about it. We have to take a look at why we can't do anything about it. When, when I asked you the question, why are we still arguing about global warming? That really just takes away from actually sitting down and saying, all right, well, what are we going to do? So it's a scary topic, but don't let that stop you from listening in, tuning in, and calling in. And putting in your two cents, don't forget to join our after show support forums. Just go to the right of our host page and you'll see it's listed uh, the post show forum. It's, there's one on the phone. There's one on the Internet. Get part of the conversation. Become inside out with us. See you next week. Lots of love. All right.
1: Okay, well,
4: that was interesting. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen to the next yeah. edition of Inside Thank Out you, with Beth Green yeah. and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific okay. Time on the Voice so America 7th so Wave Channel. Have a great week.